Hey, thanks for being a part of the conversation. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 250 is with Coach Bill Courtney from the podcast An Army of Normal Folks. Coach, 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 what an amazing podcast. You have taken your gift, your experiences, and you are going to help change a generation and beyond. I hope that's the goal. Awesome. <laughs> it, if it if it works the way you just said it, then I'm going to be pretty pleased. Well, one of the things that you've got here, Coach, is the fact that you you would challenge us to activate it. Don't just show up and be a listener, because somewhere along the line, as you're driving the car or you're sitting in your office, you're going to go, "Man, he's onto something here." Oh, I've I've got to try this. Yeah, I, you know, I I think it's where um, a discipline meets passion. And what I mean by that is my discipline is coaching football. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> um, I can't play the piano. I don't know how to play the piano, and I'm not really passionate about the piano. So you're not going to see me crossing the street to try to teach people uh, to play the piano. Um, but my discipline is football, and my passion is for kids that grew up like me with not a father in the home Mm -hmm. and with not a lot and you know football coaches were the people who cared for me the most when I was a kid and when I was dealing with my own confusion and insecurities and all because of the trauma that happened in my life as a result of of brokenness and fatherness and football coaches helped me right and so I'm passionate about that discipline so when my ability and discipline meets my passion i can feel a need Mm -hmm. um well that can happen in sports in the humanities it can happen in the arts it can happen in any discipline and so our goal is to inspire folks to use the discipline that they are passionate about to get involved in inside your journey, when when did it become really that one thing? When when people receive what you're delivering and it, it affects them, I mean, a lot of people will shy away from that. They want they want to hoard everything that's positive in their life, and they don't want to help you know bring it forward to other people because it's it's energy moving through you, and we all have to go through that through that moment in our life where it's like, oh, this isn't about me. Uh, this is in my book. It's really, I wrote a whole chapter about what I'm about to say to you, but it's when I realized that the greatest measure of the success of a leader is the actions of the followers. Mm-hmm. If And and that works in family, in business, in, in anything. Um, and if, 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 if you see an organization who's doing really, really poorly, uh, the employees are, are lazy and not working and doing what they're supposed to do. The players aren't executing on the field or even the children uh, in your family aren't acting right and following the rules. Uh, I, I think if you understand the greatest measure of the effectiveness of the leaders, the actions of the followers, if, if, if the actions of followers are not doing very well, you need to look at yourself as a leader. And so, you know, it's imperative that we share our knowledge and we share our discipline and we share our passion uh, in order to be a servant to the followers in order to lead them. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the things that, that I find really interesting and so giving from your heart is the fact that you don't just share your journey. You talk about someone like Luke Mickelson. You introduce us to somebody that we, we don't know, but we want to now, now that you've uncovered it. 
<laughs> well, I, I okay. Here's a perfect example. One of the one of the biggest issues in our community and across the country in our society today is policing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has been born of it. Um, uh, e- even in my own hometown, there's a there's a kid named Tyree Nichols. Um, same type story, um, and then they got the defund the police movement and the oh oh hold it we actually do need police mm-hmm. but we don't want police brutality and it's it's really torn at the fabric of our country. Meanwhile, there's this guy named Officer Tommy Norman in North Little yes. Rock, Arkansas. Yes, he's a he's a white guy from North Little Rock who is a police officer and polices his, his, the area he polices is largely African-American. And this guy has changed hearts and minds in that area about police because he parks his car. He walks his beat old school. His goal is to first get invited into your yard, then to get invited on your porch and then to get invited into your home. And, uh, he has, two million followers on Facebook and a million followers on Instagram. And it's all because he's become kind of this Michael Jordan of community. (laughs) Yeah, it's phenomenal. Right. And so we have this huge discord about policing and, and, and brutality and all this, that's, that's tearing the fabric of our country up. It's, it's really, it's really polarizing us. And all the time there's this guy named Tommy Mormon who's doing it right. But we don't hear his story because it doesn't sell tickets. Right. It's not incendiary. It's not what the media and the press want to feed our heads with. And I'm tired of it. So I want to tell Tommy's story. I want to say, okay, you want the anecdote to what's what our problems are today? Here he is, Tommy Norman. An army of Roman folks exists to tell those stories. You're doing it right with a podcast because right now, the, the, you know, the podcast, it's not just about you being in New York City. It's it's about who's listening to me in Butte, Montana, and who's down there in Texas listening. And every community has the situations that you're talking about on this, and they, and they can, act, you know, get themselves activated. Normal people have the community power, but you've got to be able to step out there. That's it. That's it. And, and what exists right now that make normal people feel powerful. There's nothing to bring us together. It is high time that we start celebrating just average people that are doing amazing things in the communities, but also then providing a safe place for normal people to come together and share ideas and inspire one another. And that's what it is. That's what the podcast does. Army of normal folks sharing those stories and look, I'm going to tell you something else. These are not hallmark stories with pretty pink bows because the real world is this. We all have trauma. We all have difficulties. We all have to pay our bills. We all have, you know, people in our family who who are struggling. So we're not telling these perfect stories that are all bowed up. We're telling real-life stories of real-life people who do what they do in their communities, not because they were ordained and everything's perfect, but they do it despite 
the difficulties and they do it despite the barriers they had to overcome, but they are still successful in their communities as a result of their efforts. We're telling those in stories. We're trying to inspire listeners to think about what, when hearing these stories, what they can do in their communities to make a difference. And then we're asking people to simply join up Mm -hmm. and just say, yeah, I want to be an, I want to be part of the army of normal folks who have the opportunity to change the trajectory of our society. We are living in an age where to have a conversation with a young adult, you ask them about things that are happening in the world, I don't know, or you ask them, what do you want to do with with what's going on after high school? I don't know. We need people like yourself, Coach, because they are an open field, and we, we've got to be able to get in there and show them, okay, don't, don't think of yourself as a superstar today. Let's work on that. Let's build your platform. <laughs> you know, I... Humbly, I will say the no child left behind thing was maybe one of the worst things to happen in the last two decades. Mm -hmm. The the narrative that you have to go to college or you can't be successful is a false narrative that has crippled some kids. There are simply there are simply kids coming up in our in our school system who are really not college material, but they can sure as heck start a plumbing company. They can sure as heck um, be an electrician and start an electrical company. And I mean, what's the point in sending thousands and thousands of kids to go get a social work degree where they graduate with 60 or 70 or $80,000 in student loans and they start making $35,000 a year as a social worker where they could have gone to work as an electrical apprentice making 25 bucks an hour. And by the time five years later, they can be running their own electrical company, making a hundred thousand dollars a year. They didn't need college. It didn't fit them. And the whole point is that I'm trying to get is kids are different. Their interests are different. Their abilities are different. Everybody doesn't have to go to college to be successful. College is great for those who can, but the narrative that you have to go to college, be successful. You have to follow this specific track to be successful, I think is a destructive one. Mm -hmm. And so what we're gonna need to do is we need to dive in, ask questions, understand who we're trying to lead, understand who we're trying to educate, find out what their interests and their disciplines and their abilities are, and then allow those to flourish based on what's best for the individual kid. But you can't do that without learning about them. I always sit down with them and I'll go, Ask yourself the question and then question the answer. And they kind of give me this weird oddball look. I said, you're, you're, you've got to find out who you are first. And then, and then you, you'll, you'll start seeing someone new in the mirror. It's true. It's absolutely true. So it's, it, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? I mean, it, it's almost too simple if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Ask questions, listen, and then when you hear what you're told, work to serve those uh those dreams and goals and and quell those inhibitions and then and 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 then lead uh and and that it's it's just not that hard if we just will listen to one another what is normal today in a world that is bombarded with monster drinks and red bulls because they're, they're not with their normal emotions when 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 everybody's riding a high like that yeah i mean I, I, I'm probably, I, look, we didn't allow, Lisa and I didn't allow our kids to have cell phones until they were, I think in ninth grade. And we didn't, 
we didn't allow kids to sit around and play video game console stuff when they were kids. Um, we threw our kids out the front door and told them to go skin their knees and get dirty in the front yard. That's kind of how we raised ours. Um, we wanted them to come back with, you know, bloody knees and bruises and mud caked between their toes because, you know, it's, I, I, I just don't believe in raising inside dogs. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I don't know what it, I, I guess what I'm saying to you is I don't know what's normal anymore uh, with, with regard to kids. And you're right with monster drinks and video game consoles. Um, I, I fear what, what that looks like 20 years from now. And um, once again, you can be a leader and you can serve without ever leaving the confines of your own home. Do you understand your kids? Do you understand your spouse? Do you understand what makes them tick? And are you working to to serve those desires and needs in your own family? Um, you can be a part of the army of normal folks without even getting outside your house. You have to accept your art. And, and that, that's when, I mean, it's, it's like, okay, I am me. I'm only going to be me. I can change me, but I'm still going to be me. <laughs> that's true. So now we one of the things that you're known for is helping people understand and solve their problems. There's there's a new superhero movie that's coming out. And in this movie, I was blown away by one quote to all problems. There's not always a solution. And I thought, oh, my God, I've got to write about that. Mm. To all problems, there's not always a solution. Yeah, there's not always a solution. So many people put concentration and they they, they put so much time and energy in investing. I've, I've got to find the answer. i got to find my answer. i got to find my answer. And then you're not getting that time back because there wasn't an answer. Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, you know, I guess to all problems, maybe there isn't always a solution. But, um, you know, th- there's another saying. As a football coach, that there's a story under every helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and all that means is each and every person inside your orbit has their own story and has their own reality. And as a as a leader, as a coach, as a manager, as whatever, it's you've got to get into that helmet. You got to get in between those ears and and understand those you're seeking to to serve. Or, or to lead. So while there may not be an answer to every problem, I do believe there's a story behind every face. Yeah, because I, I, my mantra in life is share your story or someone will write it for you. And that, and so I'll start a conversation like that with, with somebody and I'll just say, J- J- what's your story, man? Because I, I don't want to sit over here and assume I think I know you because I don't. That's right. It's, it's pretty dangerous to sum somebody up by the way they look. Um, you will miss a whole lot of the world by by doing that and 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 i gotta i gotta tell you that's that's something that has really inspired me um about doing the first you know 20 interviews we've done so far on our podcast and army of normal folks is that we've interviewed male female black white christian agnostic jewish yep all walks of life all over the place and you know something that's very universal the 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 inspirational message behind the work that somebody does to simply help another human being just being part of the army of normal folks i mean with with all the divisions and the groups we're all supposed to be a part of 
an army of normal folks, everybody can get their arms around seeing a need or a gap in their society or community and fill it. You seem to be the type of person that when you go into a conversation, first of all, you're not an interviewer. You, you, you like to share conversations. And the thing is, is that when, when the microphones are turned off, I, I just can't imagine where your heart goes because, I mean, you, you've given so much of your passion that it's like, okay, how does he recover from this? <laughs> um, uh, as a 50-something-year-old guy, I'm better at it. Uh, but I don't have it completely under control, but you're absolutely right. Um, there was a time where my work-life balance was really off kilter because I could never turn off the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's a little different for me. I've, I've, I've got my arms around a little better, but you're also right. I'm not an interviewer. I'm a conversationalist. Yep. I genuinely like people. And when you listen to our podcast, you're not going to hear a guy with a prepared set of questions and actually a preconceived agenda about what an interview is supposed to be. I, uh, I learn a person's general story. We sit down and we talk mm-hmm. uh, like two dudes over a cup of coffee or a cold beer, <laughs> and we have a conversation. And I let, I let the guest answers guide me as to where I'm going to go with the next set of questions. And I'll tell you, it's, it's a conversational, not overly produced podcast where we're just talking with normal folks in a normal conversation to find out about the amazing thing they've done, but also to find out about the amazing things they've overcome to do the work mm-hmm. that they do. And what's really cool is I haven't done a single interview yet where as a result of being conversational rather than just an interview that I haven't gotten a comment from a guest so far that wasn't like, you know, I've never been asked that question before, (laughs) or I've never thought about that that way before. And it's a direct result of just two normal people having a chat about an extraordinary thing one of them's doing. It's like being down here in the South, man, sitting out on the porch with some sweet tea, just enjoying the wind. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And um, and in the midst of it is a really redemptive, inspiring story that uh, will make you laugh, will make you cry, will make you think. And most importantly, hope hopefully over the course of a year of listening to these things, something one guest does will will touch the mind and heart of listeners different listeners for different things because we have different gifts and different blessings and different skills. But uh, it's almost impossible not to tune in and listen and not find something that that doesn't inspire you that you think, you know, I could do that in my community. And if we could do that year after year after year, we genuinely can create this army of normal folks who were subscribing to the idea of just seeing need and filling it where I can in my community and, and change our culture. Wow. I love where your heart is. You've got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Coach. The door is always going to be open for you. I appreciate that. Well, you be brilliant today, okay, sir? <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I'm from Memphis. I'll, I don't know what brilliance <laughs> looks like, but I'll, I'll do my best not to trip off a curb into traffic. How's that? I love it. Have fun today. <laughs> Thanks.